from the rainy roads of the swamps of Jersey. This is Teeing It Up for Jeremy Schilling for, uh, what's today? Tuesday, July 17th, 2018, the week of the Open, 148th Open, or 7th Open. I think it's the 147th Open, Alex. Um, yeah, yeah, one of those. And uh, to preview the betting side of it, we welcome in our golf betting analyst, Mr. Alex Lazan. Hello, sir. Hello, Jeremy. How are you doing? That sounds like uh, you're having a waffle weather issue. You might have a Carnoustie. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, a, a baked out Carnoustie versus a very wet and uh, humid New Jersey right now. Um, I, as, as you look at this Open, I think all of us, you know, this has been a weird stretch in golf. We've had, as, as you said over the weekend, blowout city lately. We've had three straight weeks of just romps on the PGA Tour. And now we go to Carnoustie, the nastiest, toughest golf course in the Open Rota, with some of the most bizarre weather anybody's ever seen, where balls are rolling 60, 70, 80 yards. Guys are hitting four irons, 300 yards, and I don't think anybody knows who's going to win this week. Yeah, it's fascinating because I think we really are throwing it back to the most pure form of the way the game was originally played hundreds of years ago, you know, out on an open field in Scotland, and it's going to give you a lot of perspective this week because yardages are going to be fairly irrelevant uh, to the way we use them in our conversation about players and their ability to execute week in, week out, uh, because we're going to get 400 plus yard drive from the majority of the field. <laughs> which if they hit driver, week. yeah. It's going to make for an interesting uh, forecast, uh, I'm not just talking about the weather, but how you forecast setting the turn, because you can't necessarily call it a bomb and gouge because of the hazards in place. Can't rule out the, the short hitters because they're going to have pretty much the same advantages that your longer hitter would. That they're going to be able to get to all the par fives and two, and maybe have a shot at some of the par fours and one to get the right alley in the fairway or shoot the hundred yards out or something along those lines. So it, it makes it much more, I feel like, of, of a of a wide open uh, open championship field in terms of uh, who, you're, who you're putting a few dollars on. I always ask when we have Alex on the show to talk betting, we talk a lot of betting and a lot of lines and a lot of that stuff, and then I always ask him a golf-centric question because he is a golfer after all. There seem to be two strategies right now that are playing out. Guys that are going to take you know, irons off the tees, three, four, five irons, lay back, stay out of the trouble, and then there's guys like John Rahm who are just going to bomb and gouge this golf course because they don't think the rough's that bad because it's so dry. The bunkers are the problem. And if they can carry it over some of these bunkers, they're just going to go for it. What would you do as, as a golfer yourself uh, playing in these conditions? What strategy do you think you would take? Well, it, it, as much as I, I, I love the idea of betting on the ball and gouge golfers like Bubba, DJ, Rom, the guys who are going to go over the top on a lot of these feathers and try and drive on routinely. But the problem is that I've seen with a lot of the recent Open Champions is the precision has been everything. Even if you're dating back and looking back to Tiger's most recent triumph at Hoylake in 20, uh, 2006, uh, you look at Open Champions like Spieth last year and Zach Johnson a few years ago who 
really played the, the smart strategic game and, and didn't necessarily have to overpower the course by any means. So uh, it's going to be a mix of those two different philosophies for me on my card in particular. Um, a, a guy who's fitting that mold and, you know, seems to be right in the middle is a guy like Tommy Stigler who's playing very well right now. You know, Justin Rose is a guy who has the distance but also the wherewithal to, to win on tough courses. So those are a couple you actually misinterpreted my question, which is hilarious because I did a bad job asking it, which is, I, I, I was trying to say, if you personally were playing the golf course, not how you will play your betting card, but if you were personally playing Carnoustie, oh, oh, yes, would you go bomb and gouge or would you lay back? Well, I... I rarely get that advantage as a shorter hitter. I don't hit many drives past 250 yards myself. So being more of a precision player, I would probably get tempted. But, you know, it, again, it's yeah, as far as the pros, it's going to be up to their mindset. All right, so... I would favor, uh, favor the hand of the precision player, and then I probably want to take that, that, that hand long-term if I had to play support myself. I, Jeremy, I'd say I'd be lucky to break 100 out there, the way the conditions are, despite the fact of how far I could hit it. I, just, I know uh, how treacherous things can get, especially when you get more of those silly pop bunkers. I, uh, I think a lot of us would uh, probably struggle the same way. Um, let's, uh, uh, before you get to winners, top 10 sleepers, etc., there's one name that I just want to throw out there, and because I, I, I haven't looked at the lines, I don't know what they are. Um, what's Francesco Molinari's line, and do you buy the fact that he has played so well lately on Parkland golf courses, and do you think it'll carry over to Lynx golf? Yeah, he's had you know history uh, with great Thursday and Friday Open Championship rounds in the past, from what I remember. But obviously, put together to be in the fold on Sunday in recent years at this event. Uh, he's been hot. Uh, I believe he's going off somewhere in the neighborhood of thirty or thirty-five to one to win, and something around three to one to be in the top ten, which tells you that there's a lot of confidence that regardless of whether or not he wins on Sunday. Uh, they do think he's going to be a four-round presence uh, in terms of betting sharps for this particular week for him, and it's hard to argue that with the way he's been striking the ball. Uh, put that together with the putting show he's put on the last month, and it's going to be it's going to be hard to keep him up the board come Sunday. All right, so let's start with sleepers. Who's your uh, who? Who, from a betting perspective, and we're, and we're talking with Alex Lazan here on Teeing Up, our golf betting analyst. Um, which, by the way, I still can't believe I even get to call somebody a golf betting analyst, but that's that's what the Supreme Court did. Um, who are your sleepers for this week? Yeah, welcome to 2018. Uh, top 10 sleepers. Uh, guy who's had a couple of good finishes recently on the PGA Tour and uh, definitely has the demeanor to, to withstand tougher conditions if it gets ugly on Sunday. Uh, Xander Shockley's a 9-1 to one, uh, underdog to finish in the top 10. Uh, going off somewhere around 100 to 1 to win the tournament. Um, I would definitely be looking at him. Uh, I like Matthew Fitzpatrick a lot at the, in the U.S. Open at Shinnecock. He had a shot as a 125 to 1 underdog to win that tournament. He was within three shots of the lead Sunday, but uh, ended up uh, settling for, I believe, a top 15 finish nonetheless. Uh, I'm looking at him as well. And uh, I'm going with 
just purely for no other reason than riding the momentum of his country's win in the World Cup, uh, Alex Levy, a European tour player from France, who's, who's had a couple of top ten finishes recently on tour there. Uh, so those are guys I'm looking at to make me surprised. And then a guy who I'm, I'm picking to win just because he's a past Open Championship, and he's going off at 80-1 to 1 to win the tournament this week, Jeremy. Louis Oosthuizen hasn't had a ton of form as of recent, but he's a very good ball striker. And when he gets going, he gets going. And uh, one in very similar conditions, uh, hard and fast, that is turn victory, where he was, I believe, in the neighborhood of 16, 17, 18 under par in that victory. So we could possibly see something else with the way these guys are going to be getting the ball uh, so far. Also, a ball striker's golf, uh, a, a, a great ball striker on a golf course that'll reward golf strikers. Who do you not like this right. week? Whose betting line you look at and go, that's not right. I'm not putting any money that direction. There's a lot of talk about, you know, even as much as I love him, there's a lot of talk about Jordan Spieth as defending open champion. He's going off in the 25 to 1 neighborhood. I don't think. Uh, his putting is going to come together this week in time to be around Sunday. Uh, I think he will make the cut to finish somewhere in the top 20s or 30s. Uh, I, I'm not in love with a, with a Phil Mickelson bet. Uh, you know, we could get into the idea of Tiger Woods contending here this week, but I, I did not place any money in him myself. Uh, better beware for, for a guy that's still having trouble consistently finding the fairways. It, Jeremy makes me want to throw a question back at you and wonder, is he going to go Hoy Lake and, and just take the two iron out all week? Or, you know, what kind of driving, you know, strategy do you think we're going to see from Tyre? Because for me, that's a, that's a big indicator is whether you want to put money on him contending this week. Not only is it a huge indicator, it probably decides if he makes it to Firestone or not in two weeks. Um, look, I believe what what concerns me is what happened on the on the third. Hole, I believe it was, at Quicken Loans uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when he hit iron off the tee Saturday and Sunday and missed the fairway both days, um, or, or, or at least on Saturday missed the fairway with iron. He can't afford to do that this week. If he's going to go iron, he's got to hit it well and, and hit it efficiently. He, he has said he won't hit a lot of drivers. I believe him on that. I think he will hit a lot of irons. We saw the impact that it had in, in 06 at Hoy Lake. Um, but that was different in the sense of that was a Tiger that would reliably hit the fairway with an iron. We've had some very odd tee shots with irons this year trying to hit that stinger during this comeback. If he does it, I believe he will be in contention. And I believe that, that he could have a chance to win the golf tournament because I believe his iron play, his approach iron play, will be good enough to get him in position to make some birdies if the conditions warrant that. Uh, for me, it's all about the tee shots, and I think that's the big decider. I think he will go heavily iron, and I think in the end, um, if he goes that direction, and if it stays firm and fast, uh, that's what we'll see out of Tiger, and, and I believe he's got a good chance of, of contending, but it's going to be fascinating to see what he actually does yeah. um, and, and how that all plays out. Um, all right, guys... Um, uh, uh, you kind of talked about this before, but top ten specific picks, not not bets to win, but bets for top tens. Yeah, I've got six guys, Jeremy, and they're all kind of guys who either have a, a tie to these recent form. Uh, 
uh, or, or history contending in majors like this. I already mentioned Zach Johnson to you. Seven to one for a top ten. Uh, you know, was fantastic. Uh, obviously, it's a John Deere. Uh, you know, doesn't necessarily have the best form, but is a recent Open champion uh, who, who revels playing in these conditions and uh, really uh, harps on that win at St. Andrews as a monarch of his career alongside his green jacket. Uh, so I like him. I like Cyril Hatton uh, to, to kind of finally break through with Sunday performance on a major, maybe the closing, you know, 65 or 6 or something like that to get that back to the top 10. And I mentioned Henrik Stenson. Uh, this is a guy who won that amazing tool uh, a couple of years back with Nicholson Nicholson. Uh, going into the neighborhood of the 20 under par, just an absolutely dominant performance. And again, not a guy with fantastic form recently, but a great history of the tournament. Uh, so it's worth throwing a couple dollars on him to get that value. He's going off at about three and a half or four to one just to finish in the top ten. Uh, so Stenson, Hatton, Zach Johnson, and I earlier mentioned uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick and Xander Shoffley, along with the Frenchman Alex Levy, and some sleepers to possibly contend this week at the Open. Talking with our golf betting analyst Alex Lausanne on teeing it up, the first ever teeing it up recorded via car Bluetooth. You are all listening to history. Um, that sounds fun. It, it, it does. I mean, look, this is the most. This is the oldest. Uh, uh, what does Mike Trico call it? The oldest and greatest golf championship. Um, and this is, you know, the institution that is teeing it up. And on a week that that golf makes history, we make history. It's 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 just perfectly befitting. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, so you're now your your recommended picks to win the Open and get uh, a major. Yep. So I'm, I'm I'm leading with two guys we discussed at the top. Uh, Going to go with the 20 year reunion for Justin Rose. Uh, it was '98 at Birkdale when he burst onto the scene. Crazy! And it's been 20 years. Full circle. A guy that's a U.S. Open champion. Uh, he's been in the fold with lots of leaderboards recently. Uh, he's a ball striker that loves this venue, and he's going off 12 to 1 to win the tournament. One of the prohibitive favorites alongside DJ and Ricky Fowler. Those would be your top three. Uh, I like Justin Rose in, in the to win category. And then Tommy Fleetwood, uh, a guy that's just been sniffing the, the front door of a major championship for, for what seems like a while now. You know, he's him and his long flowing hair has been on the scene for just a couple of years, really internationally, but it seems like much longer. And he has been uh, impressive to say the least. Uh, had a lot of good moments with both Augusta and Shinnecock. He seems primed to be put in that position to be in one of the final groups on Sunday. I like him to be in at least one of the three or four final pairings uh, come Sunday. Uh, then I'm going to go with three more guys. I mentioned one of them, Lou Eustace, is my long shot. Jeremy, I don't know why, I just have some sort of a fixture, just addiction to betting on Mark Leishman in, in major championships. Yes, you I do. Just, it, it, it really is an addiction. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I see a ton of him on Saturday afternoons in majors and not a lot on Sundays. Yeah. That's the, that's the big hump that he has to get over, where he's going off at about 50 to 1 to win the Open. Uh, and he's had some strong showings earlier this season. And finally, Alex Noren going off at 33 to 1. Uh, his odds were originally in the 50 or 60 to 1 neighborhood earlier in the spring, looking at this tournament, you know, for future bets. But now, as we get tournament week, those have shot down tremendously. A lot of people are riding the speed to potentially get his first major championship at Carnegie this week. Um, 
And finally, the final question on this uh, golf betting edition of Teeing It Up, your pick, just as a person, your pick to win the Open at Carnoustie. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, the top of the, the top of the to win. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the 20 year reunion for Justin Rose. Uh, this is the guy who I think really is overdue right now for that major championship. This seems like the second you know mountain of his career. I feel like he's ready to climb that ladder this week, and uh, this is gonna set up to be a, a great week for the Englishman. Um. I am going with John Rahm. I don't know why. Somebody asked me today on a conference call who I thought would win, and I just had to blurt out a name, so I said John Rahm. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, if, if, if the guy can keep his temper in check, he's going to win a major. The question is just can he keep his temper in check? That's, that's, that's the only thing uh, with John Rahm. He I would love to see uh, if anyone can fuck it out there, because I haven't yet. I'd love to see if there's a pop that on if there will be a, uh, an albatross this week because I would have to think that there's some pretty good odds that that could happen uh, with the way this course is setting up. That's a... That is a very interesting thought um, in, involving firm, fast, par fives that are going to be more reachable, drivable par fours. Does, you know, is there an albatross prop? That very interesting um thought he is alex was on our golf betting analyst at the course of life and then the number one did i get that right or is it at course of life one nailed it that's the twitter handle you can find more golf betting information there if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER is that it my 1-800-GAMBLING no well look it up yes if you have a gambling problem look it up uh, thank you, Alex, for coming on Teeing It Up, as always. Cheers. Thank you, my mom, for being an amazing mom. Pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you all for listening to this edition of Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. We'll see you next time.